Welcome to the Texas Wine Scene Podcast, the most up-to-date information to help you prepare for your wine tasting weekend. I'm Mike, your Texas Wine Scene Correspondent, bringing you all the wine happenings in and around the great state of Texas, from the high plains to the hill country. If you love Texas wine, you've come to the right place. Let's take a trip. Welcome back, everyone, to the Texas Wine Scene Podcast. I am your host, your Texas Wine Scene Correspondent, Mike Cole, bringing you all the wine happenings in and around the great state of Texas. Thank you for joining us once again for this week's episode. We're going to bring you the wine happenings and wine tastings for the weekend of November 10th through November 12th. It is National Tempranillo Day. So I'm drinking the 2019 Bending Branch Tempranillo, the little early one. This blend of Tempranillo has 52% grapes from the Newsom Vineyard and 42% grapes from the Leahy Vineyard. This wine was aged in neutral American oak barrels for approximately 24 months. This wine has ripe, bold aromas of cherry, plum, and a little bit of dried fig. Nice medium tannin and acidity with moderate alcohol by volume of about 13%. Bending Branch has been making Tempranillo since 2010, and the wines are fantastic. But why not try them for yourself? They are located in Comfort, Texas, and they're open seven days a week from 12 to 6 p.m. Or for online purchases, visit their website at BendingBranchWinery.com. This past weekend, I had the opportunity to attend the 2023 Texas Wine Jam. The weather was absolutely beautiful, a little bit windy, but we worked through that. Uh, We were able to get a couple interviews from some local wineries, including RK Winery, Sibune Cellars Winery, and also Tatum Cellars. We'll be bringing those interviews um, to you a little bit later on in this episode. But let's get you all caught up and get you ready for some wine tasting events for this weekend. The weather forecast for the weekend looks like it will be a little bit cool, but not too bad overall. The High Plains region will have high temperatures of 57 degrees and lows of 40 degrees. The North Texas region will have high temperatures of 62 degrees and low temperatures of 46 degrees. The West Texas region will have high temperatures of 63 degrees with lows of 45 degrees. The Texas Hill Country region will have highs of 61 degrees with lows of 47 degrees. And the Gulf Coast region will have high temperatures of 68 degrees with lows of 57 Join Fall Creek Vineyards at Driftwood on Saturday, November 11th at 6 p.m. for a seated cowboy dinner complete with cowboy photo art. Attendees can experience an evening hearkening back to a time when cowboys worked the American Wild West and slept under the starry skies. Enjoy an authentic, delicious chuck wagon dinner rustled up by Curly, Fall Creek Vineyards Cowboy Chef. 
come early to meet and mingle at the pre-dinner with renowned photographer Gray Hahn, who will be at Fall Creek Driftwood at 4 p.m. She'll be showcasing her original cowboy art. Enjoy black bean hummus and chips complimentary with a pour of Fall Creek Vineyards Roussan or Rosé. The dinner menu for the evening includes smoked brisket and sausage, whistleberry beans, blue cheese slaw, and peach cobbler. For more information on this event, visit their website at fallcreekvineyards.com. Come out and enjoy Winsboro Art and Wine Festival on Friday, November 10th from 1 to 7 p.m. and on Saturday, the 11th from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. in Winsboro, Texas. The Winsboro Art and Wine Festival is an art and wine lovers mecca with a bountiful feast for the eyes, heart and soul. The participating wineries that will be pouring at this event include Landon Winery, Valle de la Pache, Terra Winery, Red Road Vineyard, Maydale Wines, Wall Street Winery, Wild Texas Wines, Walker's Mill Winery, Rowdy Creek Ranch and Winery, and Los Pinos Ranch Vineyard and Winery. They will also have live music on Friday, 4.30 to 7 p.m. by Andrew Toole. And on Saturday, Janice Thompson will take the stage from 12 to 1.30 p.m., followed by Fritz Schultz from 2 to 3.30 p.m. Wrapping up the show will be Chase and Kevin from 4 to 5.30 p.m. And for more information on this event, visit their website, WinsboroCenterForTheHearts.com. The Kima Boardwalk Wine Festival is happening on November 11th from 2 to 5 p.m. Although this is not a Texas winery focused event, it still provides an opportunity to taste some Pacific Northwest regionally focused wines, which can help hone in on your tasting acumen throughout the world of wine. And besides, it will help you to appreciate the great varieties and wine styles we produce here in Texas. Some notable wineries that will be pouring at this event are A to Z Wineworks, Erath, and King Estate Winery. For more information on this event, visit KimaWine.com. Downtown McKinney, Texas will host the Wine and Cheese Walk on November 11th from 12 to 6 p.m. You'll visit different stores to taste wine while you shop and then venture on over to McKinney Wineries for delicious autumnal inspired wine and cheese pairings. The wineries pouring at this event include Landon Winery, Barron's Creek Winery, Forar Ranch Winery and Lone Star Winery. Your event tickets allows you to dive into the wine and cheese flair with a souvenir wine glass 10 exquisite wine taste, 6 wine and cheese pairing taste, and access to boutique discounts. For more information and ticket purchases, visit eventbritewineandcheesewalk.com. Texas Oncology Foundation Uncorked to Support in association with Texas Fine Wine is hosting their Texas Two Sips wine tasting event on Friday, November 10th, from 7 to 10 p.m. in San Antonio, Texas. They will be featuring four of the best wineries in Texas, including Perinalis Cellars, Spicewood Vineyards, Dukeman Family Winery, and Bending Branch Winery. 
Guests will blind taste a Texas wine against the same variety from a different region. See how our Texas wines compare to wines from around the world. For more information on this event, visit BendingBranchWinery.com. Join High Metal Winery for their Bottoms Up Bingo event on Saturday, November 11th. Learn how to become a wine mixologist by learning how to prepare five wine-based cocktails. Throw in a couple of bingo cards, and now we've got a party. The mixing starts at about 7 p.m. For more information on this event, visit their website at highmetal.com. The Texas Wine Collective is having a wine and popcorn pairing event on Saturday, November 11th. Popcorn and wine are the new key ingredients in the recipe for rest and relaxation and for a perfect night in. The wine pairing sessions begin at 11 a.m., 1 p.m., 2.30 p.m., and 4 p.m. For more information on this event, visit their website at TexasWineCollective.com. The Seguin Commission on Arts will close out your wine tasting weekend with their second annual Art and Wine Walk on November 11th from 4.30 to 7.30 p.m. Join them in downtown Seguin for some delicious wines paired with yummy appetizers as you visit with local artists and their creative pieces of artwork. For more information on this event, visit SeguinChamber.com. Stay tuned for your music lineup for the weekend. Ab Ashes kicks off the music weekend with Nick Austin on Saturday, November 11th from 2 to 5 p.m. William Chris Vineyards has a stellar lineup this weekend beginning on Friday, November 11th with Dustin Motes from 1 to 4 p.m. followed by Sheila Marshall taking the stage on Saturday from 12.30 to 4.30 p.m. and rounding out the weekend with Guitar Grady on Sunday from 12 to 4 p.m. Augusta Venn Winery will have their Sips and Sounds event starting on Friday, November 10th with Faith Evangeline from 3.30 to 6.30 p.m. Followed by Chris Guerrero on Saturday from 2 to 5 p.m. And on Sunday, November 12th, the smooth sounds of Dr. Jazz will grace the stage from 3 to 6 p.m. Kai Simone Winery will have Carbon Lily play some tunes on Saturday, November 11th from 2.30 to 5 p.m. Hilmi Sellers will host Jeremy Parsons on Saturday, November 11th from 1 to 5 p.m. and Bill Googe on Sunday from 1 to 4 p.m. Fiesta Winery on 290 will let Julia Escobedo rock the house on Saturday, November 11th from 3 to 6 p.m. Dukeman Family Winery will have Deuce Bennett on stage from 4 to 7 p.m. on Saturday, November 11th. Bell Springs Winery will host Beth Lee on Saturday, November 11th from 3 to 6 p.m. and James Hearn on Sunday, the 12th from 2 to 5 p.m. Dry Colmel Creek will have Phil Luna grace the stage on Saturday, November 11th from 2 to 5 p.m. and John Parmentier from 2 to 5 p.m. as well. Bending Branch Winery will let Susan Herndon provide the musical sounds on Sunday, November 12th from 2 to 5 p.m. 
Barron's Creek Winery will have David Selbo on stage on Saturday, November 11th from 1 to 5 p.m. Flat Creek Estate Winery will host Bruce Island Mine on Saturday, November 11th from 2 to 6 p.m. and Kyle Mathis on Sunday from 2 to 6 p.m. as well. Bent Oak Winery will have the smooth sounds of the Jazz Daddies on Friday, November 10th from 3.30 to 6.30 p.m. And on Sunday, Rodney Howell will let the soulful sounds of the saxophone relax your mind from 2 to 4.45 p.m. Blue Osher's Winery will have Freddie Bosas on stage on Saturday, November 11th from 1 to 5 p.m. OG Sellers will have Jessica Herring provide the musical sounds on Saturday, November 11th from 2 to 5 p.m. Lucky Vines Vineyard and Winery will host Marcus Miller Saturday, November 11th from 4 to 7 p.m. Los Pinos Ranch Vineyards will have Jennifer Martin on stage Saturday, November 11th from 6 to 9 p.m. And on Sunday, David Lindley will take the stage from 6 to 9 p.m. as well. Moody Family Wines will have Jess Wade on stage Friday, November 10th from 5.30 to 8 p.m. Rowdy Creek Ranch and Vineyards has sensational sounds lined up for Friday, November 10th with the Sean Harrison Band taking the stage at 6.30 to 9.30 p.m. And on Saturday, November 11th, the Rock Docks will rock the house from 6.30 to 9.30 p.m. Tasha Vineyards will have Mark LaFon and Ariana Ortiz jamming out on Sunday, November the 12th from 4 to 7 p.m. Bernhardt Winery will host Kids 6 on Saturday, November 11th from 1 to 5 p.m. They will also have an Adele tribute band on Sunday, November 12th from 3 to 5 p.m. The Texas Wine Collective will have Sam Lewis on stage Saturday, November 11th from 1 to 5 p.m. Tornalox will let Bond Fusion provide the musical sounds on Saturday, November 11th from 2 to 5 p.m. And Texas Heritage Vineyards will end our music lineup for the weekend with Shaney hitting the stage on Friday, November 10th from 2 to 4 p.m. And Duke Davis closes the show on Sunday, November 12th from 2 to 4 p.m. And that's your music lineup for the weekend. Stay tuned for Did You Know? I recently read an exciting article on the Texas Wine Lover website, txwinelover.com, by Jeff Cope about Flat Creek Estate Winery and Vineyard signing a new agreement with Southern Glaciers Wine and Spirits to distribute their wines across the Lone Star State. This will allow more wine lovers to obtain Flat Creek Estate wine if they are unable to visit and purchase wine at the winery just outside Austin in Marble Falls, Texas. So it sparked my interest. Just how does the distribution system work? Did you know that alcohol distribution in the United States operates under the three-tier system consisting of the producer, the distributor, and the retailer? In a three-tier distribution system, the producer makes the wine, sells it to the distributors, and the distributors deliver and sell the wine to retailers, such as bars, restaurants, or liquor stores. This checks and balances system, 
was created after the passage of the 21st Amendment ending prohibition in 1933 to provide safe alcohol to the consumer while ensuring a simple method to collect tax revenue. There are five different types of distribution. There's indirect distribution, direct distribution, intensive distribution, selective distribution, and exclusive distribution. An indirect distribution is where the product reaches the consumer through multiple channels. Direct distribution is where the product is sold directly to the consumer. Intensive distribution tries to cover as much market as possible, similar to a blanket approach. Selective distribution operates in limited markets where they sell their products. Exclusive distribution is where certain retailers are given the exclusive option to carry a specific product or beverage. An alcohol distributor's role is to buy goods in large quantities to sell at a profit. An alcohol distributor makes money by buying the product at a low price, then making a profit by tacking on a dollar amount that still makes the deal attractive to the consumer. The distributor typically needs to make 25 to 30 percent gross profit when they sell it to the retailer. This is why some of the Texas wineries don't want to be in distribution and would rather sell direct to the customer or the consumer out of their tasting room. They also may not have enough quantity to go into distribution to sell their wines. A couple of terms to remember in this arena of distribution. PTD, which is the amount the producer charges to the distributor. PTR, which is the price the distributor charges to the retailer. And the price to consumer or PTC, which is the amount charged to the consumer which is the amount that's listed on the store shelf. The top five alcohol beverage distribution companies in the United States are number one, Southern Glaciers Wine and Spirits, which operates in 44 states, Washington, D.C. and Canada. Number two, Republic National Distribution Company, which operates in 32 states and Washington, D.C. At number three, it's Breakthrough Beverage Company, which operates in 14 states, Washington, D.C. and Canada. Number four, Empire Merchants. They operate in the New York metropolitan area. And coming in at number five is Johnson Brothers, a family owned operation which has been operating in 20 states in the United States. So when the news breaks that a Texas winery has entered into a distribution agreement, just remember that there is a lot of moving parts behind the scenes before a decision is made to begin a distribution relationship. Congratulations to Flat Creek Estate Winery for this new business endeavor. Like I mentioned early on in the podcast, I got the opportunity to attend the 2023 Texas Wine Jam this past weekend. I got the opportunity to try some new wines and also get a couple interviews with new wineries that I hadn't got a chance to try in the past um, from Tatum Cellars and also RK Wines and uh, revisit some wines that I had the opportunity to taste a while ago um, from Sibune Cellars. Um, I got a chance to talk to a couple of the winemakers. Um, I hope you are able to hear the 
the interviews, um, the weather was beautiful this weekend, but a little bit windy. So the wind kind of comes across in the interview um, across the microphone. But I think you'll 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 be able to get the gist of the the conversation I have with the winemakers um, about what they got going on at their wineries. Uh, one interview in particular at RK, their booth was set up right next door um, to the stage of the Texas Wine Jam. And uh, the music was playing in the background. Uh, we still were able to get uh, an interview uh, with the winemaker there. But hey, after all, it is the Texas Wine Jam, right? Um, so we had a really good time. Um, got a chance to visit with some um, people I had met here in the past. Um, got a chance to visit Vinovium, which I hadn't um, had the opportunity to visit before. So that was a neat experience. But I hope you enjoy the, the interviews and um, we'll see you back. We're back on the Texas Wine Scene Podcast. I'm here with a young lady who's going to talk about her winery. Hi, my name is Barbara Laquona. I'm with Cibonet Cellars. I'm one of the owners, and I'm the winemaker there. We've been making wine since about 2017, and we're located in Johnson City, Texas. We make a variety of wines, including sparkling. We have a port-style dessert wine, um, but we concentrate a lot on reds and whites. Rhone and Bordeaux varietals, mostly. A little bit of Italian varieties, but 100% Texas-grown some hill country fruit, some high plains fruit. Could you tell us a little bit about how the harvest was this year? Was it a pretty good harvest? Was it tricky? Can you let the viewers know what we had this year? Yeah, harvest this year was uh, different than every other year, as it always is. It was a little bit longer than usual. We started in the hill country in, in, uh, Jan in July, and we just finished about 10 days ago. So it's been a pretty long, a long stretch, but uh, we had an abundance of fruit this year, really nice quality. I think we're going to see some really nice color concentration and fruit concentration this year. So uh, we have our challenges every year. We lost some fruit to hail, but we were able to find some replacement fruit from some other growers that we knew. So, so you, you're, you're sourcing some of your fruit from a lot of other vineyards, and I, um, we talked about offline um, that we have something growing there on property. Can you tell our listeners that what we got growing on property? Yes, we have four acres planted on our property right now. We've got two different clones of Merlot, and that just means uh, two different types of Merlot. One is an Italian clone, one is a French clone. So we harvested that this year for the first time. It was our third leaf, um, a very small vintage for us this year, but we expect it to be increasing in the coming years and then we've got some more acreage to plant and about another 14 acres we'll do some different varieties and then we'll either do single varietal wines out of those or we'll blend them depending how the season goes okay you guys have a wonderful facility there beautiful facility um when i went there i just had the the most awesome experience could you tell our listeners a little bit about that facility and um, what are some of the um things you offer there Absolutely. Thank you for saying that. It's a beautiful property. We love sharing it with everybody. We are fortunate to have a very nice tasting room. Um, we have a barrel cellar that is built into the hillside on the property to try and maintain temperature. So we're half underground and half not underground. So we're kind of nestled into the hillside. Our production facility is there as well. Um, we do tastings now in our barrel cellar and we do a few different events from time to time. We're open Thursday evenings for twilight tastings. Uh, we actually have a cigar club, I should mention that. A lot of people enjoy that, especially with our red wines and our ports. Um, so that's a lot of fun. We also do a domino day tournament once a month. It's the third Sunday every month and we do a pig roast that we make on site with all the fixins. And we offer Cuban sandwiches on Mondays and also Thursday evenings. So we try to do some fun things. That's fantastic. Thank you so much for taking the time to visit with us here on the Texas Wine Scene. My pleasure. Thank you so much. It was great. Thank you. Cheers.
We are back on the Texas Wine Scene Podcast. I'm here with a young man who's going to tell us a little bit about his brand. Yeah, so I'm Josh Fritchie, um, owner and winemaker at Tatum Cellars. Um, just opened a tasting room in Johnson City last February. Um, currently, all production happens at uh, my day job, which is Ron Yates and Spicewood Vineyards. Um, together with myself and Reagan Sividon from Sandy Road, we, we knock the wines out. Um, but yeah, got the tasting room in Johnson City. We're open Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays. How did this, um, the Tatum Cellars, how did that come about? And, and when did you actually start this uh, process? So Tatum Cellars came about in 2012. Um, we had, my wife and I found out we were pregnant, decided on her name. Her name's Tatum Rose. Um, so at the time, Rose was fairly lacking in Texas. And I was the winemaker at uh, William Chris. Um, Basically talked to Chris, told him that I wanted to make rosé um, and call it Tatum Rosé. And he gave me his blessing and said, yes, you have to do that. So I started with 40 cases a year for a few years um, and then built it into I'm now around about 1,200 cases a year um, with whites, rosé, and reds. Um, but it focuses on rosé. And what type of varietals do you like to concentrate on making those rosés? Uh, mainly Rhone. I'm a Rhone guy. Um, I do a little bit of cab. Um, but other than that, it's all Rhone. So Marsan, Roussan, Viognier, Morved, Syrah, Grenache, Petit Syrah, Cinso, Cunoa, those things. Those things. Of those uh, varietals you just mentioned, um, if you had to pick a varietal um, in terms of the Rhone varietals that are doing very well here in Texas, which varietal would that be? Morved for me. Morved, Morved's the, you know, a lot of people are... Uh, you know, Tempranillo, which does really well here, makes great wines, um, but Morved and then the vineyard side, it uh, just makes more sense. Grows straight, it's cold hardy, uh, late budding. Um, yeah, Morved, Morved all the way for me. All right, sounds great. Now, you said you the tasting rooms here in Johnson City as well. Johnson uh, City on, on the square in Johnson City. Um, so 109 Nugent across from uh, Nice and Easy. It's an awesome little cocktail bar. If you've never been, you should go. Um, and there's the uh, Motorcycle Museum. Um, but, yeah, right on, right on the, the square in Johnson City. What hours can we find you guys there and to come in and do a tasting? What does that look like? So tastings are 25 bucks. We'll run you through the whole portfolio. You buy three bottles, we'll waive the tasting fee. Um, as of now, we're open Thursdays from 4 to 8, Friday from 4 to 8, and then Saturdays from noon to 8. Fantastic. So thank you very much for taking the time to join us here on Texas Wine Scene. Yeah, thank you. Cheers. We're back on Texas Wine Scene Podcast. I'm here with the young man that's going to tell us a little bit about his winery. We'll, we'll see what you guys hey, think. Yeah, my name's uh, Grayson Davies, winemaker at RK. So, so we're in a state, primarily a state vineyard winery and tasting room located just uh, far north central Texas, almost Oklahoma. I also have a little town called St. Joe. We grow primarily Rhone varieties. Uh, Chardonnay being the one big exception to that. We've got about eight and a half producing acres. Um, what are we pouring today for the uh, listeners? Yeah, so today we have the True Friends, which is a uh, an estate blend of 80% Chard, 20% Roussan. It's a blend we've done for quite a few years, kind of a fan favorite of ours. And then we got the uh, Texas Rose, which is a dry rosé. It's a Saunier blend, so we like to bleed all of the red fruit 
That way we try to make our red wines as concentrated as we can. We get a nice rosé at the same time. It's a GSM blend, all from the estate. So Syrah, Morved, Grenache, basically equal parts of all of those varieties. And we have the Cuvée, 21 Cuvée. 21 Cuvée was the, uh, the storm year year. We really didn't get a lot of estate production, so we got a lot of Texas High Plains fruit that year. So it's Cabernet, Merlot, Morvedra, uh, Dolcetto, Cabernet. Could you tell us a little bit about your background? How long have you been here at uh, Arcade? All right, so we are family owned and operated. Uh, so I was, I like to say I was drug into it at a very early age. We started planting grapes in 99. Started the winery in 07, originally from Plano, which is in North, North Dallas. And so I got my degree in viticulture and enology from Texas Tech back in 11. And I've been the winemaker since 2010. Took it over from my dad, and he was more than happy to push it over onto me um, in a good way. He was looking forward to, to me taking over. So I've been the winemaker for, uh, man, it's been over 10 years now, and that's uh, you know, how, how I met my wife, uh, Presley, over at our neighboring winery, Blue Ostrich. We've got a little wine region up there. We've got a handful of wineries up there. That sounds great. Um, I know we're coming down to the, um, the holiday season. This is November. We've got December right behind us. Are there any winery events um, that are coming up here in the next month or two that you can tell our listeners maybe they can come up and visit your property? Well, you know, what I can tell you is that um, start, it's going to start getting cold. Right now, man, it's, it's wonderful. It's in the 70s. Um, our tasting room and all the tasting rooms in the area where I'm, where I'm at in St. Joe, we're open Thursday through Sunday year-round. And uh, so we have a beautiful tasting room, patio, uh, you know, we got a Christmas open house coming up in December. And right now we're just trying to make sure that everyone has that Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving wine ready. Well, thank you very much for joining us here on the Texas Wine Scene. Thank you. Appreciate it. Cheers. Well, that will do it for this episode. Thank you for joining us on the Texas Wine Scene podcast. Please follow me on my socials at Texas Wine Scene on Instagram and Texas Wine Scene on Facebook. For more in-depth information on the wineries mentioned in this episode, visit the Texas Wine Lover website at txwinelover.com or download their app. There you can find in-depth information about the wineries, their hours, if the winery is a kid-friendly, dog-friendly. You can also look up information like restaurants in the area or you can actually plan your destinations to each winery through the app. So visit them, txwinelover.com is their website, or download the app for more information. Thank you for joining me on the Texas Wine Scene Podcast. I am your host, your Texas Wine Scene correspondent, Mike Cole, and I look forward to seeing you again on the Texas Wine Scene. Cheers. Cheers.